0: These dress comments are very pissing me off! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of I Don't Get It. I am your host, Ryan, and I am joined by my co-host, Zach. Zach, how you doing? Okay, thank you, Zach, for the thrilling intro. Um, as you may have guessed, Zach is not with me today. He had to take an extended nap after work, but... Uh, I had already planned on recording so I thought I'd get something laid down because it would drive me absolutely insane at this point now that it was in my head if I didn't record something so uh, as it approaches my 29th birthday I decided that it might be a good time to reflect on how I ended up where I am in one specific way I am going to be 29 in two days, about two days, and I am about as single as you can possibly get. Um, I thought about it the other day, and I was like, "How exactly, you know, how how exactly does one make it so far?" And you know, I've I've had obviously I had girlfriends and stuff, but just have no, not even a, a hint of anything on the horizon at 29 years old, and. It's honestly not that surprising when I go through my past history with women and dates and just different interactions I had. So I thought, you know, while I didn't have a f- uh, co-host to feed you know feed off of, I might just come in and uh, tell some self-deprecating stories that he's heard a million times so he probably wouldn't even laugh at it anyway if I put him on if he was on here. so. Uh, you get a episode, I'll probably call it episode 8.5, don't know what the title will be, but, uh, it'll just be me telling you some of the atrocious ways I've either, uh, pushed away, girls without realizing it, or, um, just utterly bungled a situation out of just obliviousness that they were, uh, they were into me, or, you know, who, who knows where we're gonna go, I just know that I wanna start with, uh, the first time I even really realized I was, you know, interested in girls other than just, uh, you know, wondering what's that thing growing in my pants when I see a hot little mamacita on TV, and that would be when I went to uh, kindergarten. See, the way that kindergarten worked for me, you know, if you look at how my kindergarten started, you would think, you know, if this average continues, I am going to be a hardcore player, hardcore stud. Uh, I was one of the lucky few kindergartners that had the game to pull a girlfriend in kindergarten. And, uh, we had kind of an off and on relationship, uh, through first grade. So, you know, it was pretty serious. We'd, we'd hold hands while we were swinging. Uh, she jerked me off under the, uh, playset, of course. Uh, no, of course that didn't happen. Um, it was just a rim job. Uh, but she was, uh, We were, you know, we were pretty serious with the holding hands and whatnot. And in kindergarten, we, my, I I was in kindergarten in like '98 or '99, so that, I mean, do the math. I just said I was about to turn 29, so old balls. But, uh, so if I was in kindergarten at '98 or '99, my teacher, who was a older lady at that time, was born in, I think, like right before the Civil War started. Um, she had some very interesting uh more concerning pro south views uh you know but she she lived it so i guess that it's up to her what she wanted to think about it i wasn't there um but because she was so old uh one of the things that she would do every year is have a uh, tea party and it's like it was like a serious fucking tea party like We would get dressed up and we had to get dressed up like in our best clothes, so You know so because of my family's income that was a white button-up with some possible uh, uh, Cargo pants, I'm I'm not sure they're they're definitely tan. They might just been tan jeans But like some people like had like fucking suits on and shit dresses whatnot I mean I was I was looking down for my hair was definitely parted down the middle and i had like blonde hair at the time So I was looking okay but my thought process had been, oh, I don't have to worry about this tea party thing. Because part of it was you had to dance. There was a, You had to dance with somebody. And I'm like, hey, I'm already big baller player. I got a girlfriend. I ain't got to worry about that shit. Well, little did I know, she already had a little bit of a floozy in her. Because I get, we get to the dance part. Time to pick your partners. She picks Travis. And I won't say his last name, Prescott, but he had, this was his uh, second go around in the class, not just in kindergarten in general, but in the same class, he had the exact same teacher two years in a row. It was so like, they didn't even try to like hide it or like try to be like, I don't know, sensitive to his feelings that he might be embarrassed that he fucking failed kindergarten mrs the the teacher mrs Lysing i can say her name she's long dead of course but she would be explaining something and then she would point at travis and go oh you remember this from last year right travis and he'd just be like yeah 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 and even at like six years old i was like should we really be admitting that you fucking failed kindergarten like I don't know, like what's fucking one two three ABC. I, I don't quite understand what the failing part was, but uh, excuse me, I'll take a drink. Usually Zach's here to cover for those, uh, but it just—it seems a little odd that they were so cavalier about reminding all of us that Travis had failed fucking kindergarten the year before. But anyway, I digress. I didn't realize that my girlfriend, my girlfriend. Apparently was had the hots for Travis on the side and and I get it an older man You know, he had a slightly more developed biceps than me. I'm sure even then Uh, I've I've heard rumors that even in kindergarten. He was rocking a 12 inch long Mine was nine and a half even on a good day and So I had no chance she decided to dance with him Abandoned me now other kids had been jockeying for positions with the other females throughout the whole party. I was doing no such thing. I was laid back enjoying my tea or whatever it was that they gave us. I doubt it was tea, but I was enjoying it. Just cockily drinking it. Just (laughs) look at you fucking idiots. This is why it's good to be a committed man. Don't have to worry about these situations. Next thing I know, she's gone. I'm a divorcee. So I have to take what's left. What's left A little girl named Martha. Yes. Even in 1998, the name Martha had not been used since before Miss Lysine was born. So, that's the first step in unpacking what this female looked like. But it's not all about looks. I mean, we're in kindergarten. Most people are still a healthy, you know, cute. If not, even homely, you know. I know that I had a crush on one girl in kindergarten for a while whose nose was always snotting. Like, had a snotty nose at all times. And I was still like, ah, cute. You know, kindergartners don't really see the looks. But this girl had head lice coming out her ass. Like, never once in my years of being in school with this young lady, in the younger years, and probably the older years too, but did she not get sent home after head lice check day? Second, she smelled as you could probably guess from the headlights uh i don't know i don't think it's that headlights themselves smell but i think that any house that is you know it's more of like a correlation not a causation uh for the smell than causation not and correlation for what's causing the smell to then also having headlights so the two are linked nonetheless um so she smells, she probably has head lice, cause she always does. And she's also wearing a dress that was made when the name Martha was in vogue. It looked like a Victorian child had been buried in it and they dug it up in the cemetery for Martha and smelled like it had been dug up from the cemetery for Martha to wear to the uh, tea party in, sec- in kindergarten. And Miss Lysing has the gull, nay the nerve, nay the cojones, to say to me, oh, well, Ryan, just just dance with Martha. Martha's still left. Well, of course Martha's still left. No one wants head lice. No one wants to smell like a corpse slash lice shit, whatever the hell that smell was. Of course she's left. But what option do I have? None. I had to go over and dance with her and pretend like my heart wasn't falling to pieces. While well, Ashley dated the much larger, because he was a year older, Travis, and uh, my my good my good dress clothes that I mentioned earlier they smelled for weeks. Uh, my mother just had to eventually burn them, um, just to be safe. But I was I was I was heartbroken. I thought you know it was it was over. There was no way that I could bounce back from this kind of devastation. I was only six years old in my my dating life was like, you know, virtually over. So somehow we bounced back. Um, I don't really recall, it's been, you know, far too long since since the these events, so I don't exactly remember how we got back together or how we bounced back. I'm sure I probably played hard to get and, you know, drove her crazy, but we eventually got back together. We went back to our, you know, hand-holding ways. I don't know if, you know, maybe she, Realized that, you know, Travis, while much more attractive, just didn't have the, uh, the charisma that I had, you know, I don't know, we got back together and we, we were, you know, off and on throughout first grade. I remember going to her, her, uh, birthday party at Skate Ranch. Anybody from the Quad City area might remember a little, little place called Skate Ranch where for some reason people for a while thought it was cool to have their birthday parties there. Um, I know that I also thought so. Not that I ever had my birthday party there, but I attended enough. And looking back on it, I don't know why I thought it was cool. I was always terrible at skating. I spent most of my time on the ass, on either on my ass or on the wall, holding on for dear life. Yet, I continue to go to these parties with a zeal that I have not felt in many moons. But nonetheless, I remember getting her a Barbie, and at one point she was opening it, and her little sister goes oh, I think it's a pony or something else. And I said, no, it's a Barbie. And her little sister, who, again, I'm in first grade, so her little sister is probably three years old, goes, no, it's a Barbie. And I just said, I think I would know. I got it. So probably not the best reaction to have to like a three-year-old. And I'm sure that if anyone heard me, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? And I already am looking like a abusive at six years old, just, oh, you, you don't know when we're, you know, when when we're not at the skate park or at the, the skating rink, he treats me really well. You don't know what it's like when it's just us on the swings holding hands. He doesn't always yell at my little sister. But, so everything was going good. We were, we were back together and things were flying uh, until... You know, we ran into a rough patch when I got really into the, uh, Japanese cartoon Pokemon, Pokemon, uh, as the adults of that era used to call it. And, uh, it was a, uh, worldwide phenomenon, so why would I not be into it? Every kid my age was into it. Except for, except for her. She, uh, she was not into it. She told me that I would be, uh going to hell because pokemon are evil and i asked her you know why why are they evil and she her response was when they come in and out of the pokeball they turn into lasers and animals turning lasers was just unnatural and work of the devil um never mind the fact i guess that the the animals were fighting each other um using super strength and basically super powered moves um they evolved, not over thousands of years, but uh, within seconds, um, which, I mean, maybe also been a part of it, you know, maybe that it was supporting the theory of evolution, so that couldn't, you know, be uh, championed in their house either, so I don't know exactly what the the idea was of, but for a adult woman to tell her daughter to say that to her hunk of a second grade, first grade boyfriend, uh, just seemed odd to me, so it wasn't long after that that. You know, things kind of broke up, but I thought you know, had this nice two-year off-and-on relationship. It's only it's only first grade, second grade. I'm gonna be rolling for years to come. I am going to be, as the kids these days say, drowning in poon. Um, that was not the case. Uh, after after the breakup with uh with my beloved in first grade, I I went on about a. Uh, I was on a little bit of a dry spell. Um, I'd say like ten to eleven years ish uh, without any kind of uh, action whatsoever. Not even a you know, not even a swing handhold at that point. Uh, not a little sister to yell at about a Barbie in sight. You know, I was hurting uh, just real bad. Um, I don't know if it it coincided a little bit about me also with me getting uh, fat as fuck um as we had mentioned in a uh, previous uh proper episode of the podcast uh looking like I smelled even though I did not um so not a, not a good way to attract the ladies um at any age really um but definitely not in the school um so i i don't know if that had anything to do with the the dry spell the fact that around the time it started is when I started to gain a little weight, and uh, around the time it ended is when I finally, like, dropped a little weight. I was just a fat tub of large through the entire uh, duration of the, for the entire duration of those ten years. Just, I mean, the the number of pants that I just wore through, you know, just firing the thighs, and not because I was doing squats, you know, just, just rubbing out the crotches from fucking Fat, fat thighs just rubbing together at all times. Um, Just the the number of bottles of baby powder I should have gone through, powdering up the underside of my tits. Ugh. But anyway, just yeah, just a just a real dry spell for a while as I was as I was fat, And and it wasn't until around my you know. 10th grade, 11th grade that I actually started to come out of it and there was there was a few girls that showed interest in me and I, I had my first girlfriend and things of that sort but you know as, as you get up into these older times it's not really as, as funny to you know uh, document what happened in all like my you know late high school to now relationships because you know it's actually like real people with real emotions not fucking stupid little kindergartners but I thought that and this time it'd be a good. It would be good to uh, just go over maybe a few stories of of things that happened in the uh, the interim between my my Renaissance as a ladies' man in my uh, late high school career, or uh, um, and then and then since then, um, a, a couple stories I was able to remember of maybe why girls stayed the hell away from me for a while there. Uh, I remember I was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Uh, And it was the day that we were supposed to run the mile, which already not a great start for me Like if there's one place, I'm definitely not impressing any of the ladies at that time in my life It's on run the mile day, you know, like there's nothing sexy about Just like long hair that's usually in front of your face Just wispily bouncing because I have pretty thin hair too Just wispily bouncing behind me as I try to run, still going in my mouth and face, just sweating like a glass of ice water on a 90 degree day, just drenched in sweat, in ill-fitting PE clothes, they were never flattering, just really, for some reason my PE shirts always just accented my tits, like it always felt like they just clung to around my tits, like I had, I had man boobs anyway, but in a PE shirt they just seemed to be even more voluptuous than they really were, and it, it just—it was annoying. Jim uh, shorts that would ride up and expose my tiny package. Just not, you know, not not a good time. Breathing hard, just fucking, ugh. Just out of breath, just praying for death, you know. Just not a good time for me to begin with, you know. So I'm already at a disadvantage as mile day is coming about. But we take off, you know. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just trying to keep a, a nice, solid jog, just a just a, a nice, comfortable jog. Not break down to a walk. Just get across, get my B or whatever they, you know, however they grade you, and then just escape with as much of my pride as I could. Uh, that was that was the original plan, I should say. That was the, that was the game plan, as as it always was. Which I remember one time in sixth grade we were running the mile and i didn't i I made a point to not walk he said like if you if you you don't walk at all then then i can't you know i gotta i gotta give you credit if you just don't walk okay so this other this other fatty is his his main goal is to beat me right just doesn't want to be the last one okay so he is sprinting two to three hundred meters ahead of me and then starts walking Wait, so I would catch up to him with my slow jog and then would sprint ahead of me again. Okay. And this is what he's doing. And he does that for a mile. Beats me. I never catch him. He never gets tired. He just keeps doing that. And then at the end of it, I say, he cheated. He would walk through half of it and then sprint. He cheated. That's not fair. And I, I stuck to, I honestly believed that in sixth grade. I honestly believed that. Like he cheated. He, he was making it so I couldn't catch him. He was walking for most of it, and I still couldn't fucking catch up to him. But no, because we we both been a while. He did it in a way that was faster than me. But because he was walking in portions, I counted it as he cheated. Not that I was just so fucking fat that I couldn't even catch someone who was walking half the fucking thing. But for, for, for months, just continue to claim, oh, well, well, he beat me. He beat me because he cheated. Yeah, okay. Whatever you say, fatso. But so back to the junior high time a couple years later just trying to get out with my with my pride not, not worrying about who's beating me not worrying about you know I, I would like to not come in last but you know there are some some real heavies and some real you know mentally challenged in the class so I'm not too worried about coming in last I, I'm pretty sure there's you know I've picked out a few a few targets that I definitely can get in front of um, so I'm going I'm going uh, a group of a group of females starts approaching behind me. Um, I don't realize this. I can't hear them talking from over the the sound of my own, you know, death rattles that's that are taking place. So I I believe that I've gotten in a little straightaway. I've got to fart like crazy, but I have uh, so I've tried to get away uh, either by you know speeding up or slowing down. I, I don't know which, but would certainly lean toward slowing down because I can't imagine myself even having the thought to speed up during a mile at this time of my life. I-, I think I'm in the open. I, I think I'm clear. And uh, somehow I don't hear them behind me. So I just read it. I-, I let it rip. I just, uh, you know, just a real ass flapper um, right in front of these girls, right as they're catching up to me. It's about four girls. And... I let it go and you know when you really have to fart especially when you're running it's like I'm already in so much pain it just feels so good to to find a little bit of relief just to you know let that toxic gas seep out just a tad let my colon let my colon have an exhale if you will you know I can't catch my breath upstairs so I might as well let the downstairs get get a breath out um, so I have a, a moment of relief that I finally let this uh, turd wind out and all I hear is just laughter behind me and as quickly as i my my asshole felt great for letting out that far it puckered as about as quick as you know like you could couldn't fit a tick's ass through that thing at that point it was i, I knew what had happened and i, I for some reason I, I shouldn't have done it but I, I took a glance back to see who they were four of the most attractive girls in junior high of course uh probably didn't even know i existed at the time but now absolutely knew i existed Probably still to this day, am the, the uh, junior high track farter, you know, uh, the long haired turd sprayer. I don't know what they call me. I'm just spitballing here, but nonetheless, they knew I existed in that moment and fueled on my embarrassment. And just, I didn't realize I would, I would, could possibly want to die more than I had already wanted to die just from running the mile this, you know, caused even more, I I took off at a dead sprint, now this was, this happened about 50 yards after passing the, uh, uh, the start, the start of the thing, so I'm only 50 yards away, on my last lap, so I'm on my fourth lap, I still have 350 uh, meters, I should say, 350 meters to go, and I, I'm dead sprint. A dead sprint for 350 meters. I come in. I finish with like a fucking 10 minute mile, because I the I was on pace to get like a 12 or 13. I get like a 10, 10 and a half, some shit like that. I fucking cut like. Two minutes. That's how slow my laps had been. Off by just out of pure embarrassment, just fucking sprint that last lap, and I come back around, and the PE teacher's like, "Hey, wait did show some effort in that last lap? I'm like, where did you leave it out on the field?" It's like, yeah, I left every bit of pride I had out there too. It's just I'll take. I'll tell you what I am taking off the field is my desire to end it all in the locker room. Uh, so yeah, that that didn't. Uh, by far, do many favors in the uh, junior high world or uh, anywhere else. To to be fair, so uh, looking at I don't want this to drag on forever. I didn't really want it to be a full episode of the pod, whatsoever. But I, I'm not. Haven't even got close to everything I wanted to get through. Um, so maybe this will just be a recurring <laughs> uh, bonus episode series of uh, if Zach, on times that Zach can't join me. Uh, I'll just tell one more story that uh, that can uh, illustrate that this wasn't a uh, a younger Ryan thing. This continued into the future as far as my inability to make anything work. Uh, so, in college, uh, I had a girlfriend for uh, first year and a half ish of college, uh, first year, and then on and off in the second year. So, in the third year. Uh, I was, you know, really a man about town, trying to, trying to hook up some things, and just, and, and, and never did. Uh, very, very rarely did anything come to fruition, uh, or did I even come close to, you know, snagging a one-night stand or anything like that. But there was one night I was, I was at the bar, and I, you know, had been drinking heavily or as as one is to do, uh, in college, and. I started dancing with this girl, and uh, you know, I, I knew of her. Um, was not a not a massive fan of this girl by any means, and did not find her, you know, particularly attractive by by any stretch of the imagination. But I knew her through a friend, and I was, you know, you just you're looking for a slump buster. You know, it's it's been a while. You've been you know just looking for that one right down the right down the pipe so I say you know why not uh, make out with her at the bar things are looking good and uh, I'm going back to her room with her um, need to uh, make it quick because my roommate shares a room or my roommate my friend shares a room with her is her roommate so I gotta get the hell out of here before uh, those guys get back um, so we're we're up in the we're up in her loft. She's on the top bunks. So I'm like, even if she was to come back, I can you know uh, try to wait till they fall asleep and maybe sneak away in the top bunk, which is what happens, by the way. Uh, fast forward to the story, they end up coming back and I have to wait till I think they're asleep to get the hell out of there. But so we're up in the loft and you know I'm like you know let's you know fucking like one night stand. You know I'm just let's just be proud of the one night stand. Let's not focus too much about. The, the person that it's happening with, um, so I'm you know, DJing a little bit, you know, doing the doing the down south DJ, you know, uh, pretending like I'm outcast, uh, heading down south to do my DJing, and uh, just being a real generous generous partner here. Um, so I I finish with the uh, the the DJing. Uh, the uh, the the flicking of the proverbial bean, if you will, um, and I think, okay, it's time for uh, reciprocation, uh, right? Like, uh, apparently we're we're only sticking with digit play because you have not uh, allowed me to go any further. But we're going to, you know, get a little reciprocation. We're going to uh, begin to move on to something else. At least I, I don't I don't know exactly what's happening. Uh, but she she turns away from me um and just kind of she she somewhat puts her her behind into my nether regions and i'm like oh are we uh no no that was not the that that was not what she was uh symbolizing um or uh, signifying i should say uh so i kind of you know continue to uh pester her a little bit not not with verbs not with a verbal or anything like that but just you know continuing to you know cuddle touch fit nothing she is dead fucking asleep. She she pulled as if she was a man on me, got got off, flipped over, and fucking fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even, not even an old fashioned, you know, not even a, a, a jerk off under the pants, over the underwear. I I can make anything work at this time. It's 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 been a while for me, you know. I could. We could even go over the genes. I mean, I, I'm not gonna love it, but I could try to make it work. You know, uh, I could think of uh, think of other people or you know other things happening. I can I can at least attempt it, but but no, it was not even you know a as an option to me. Uh, so I'm laying there and I'm trying to decide like what, well, hell, you know, like this is. This is really my first experience with with a one night stand because I'd you know throughout most of my sex having years I'd I'd been with this girl so I mean me and her had been dating through uh, the end of high school all the way through the beginning of college so this is you know really the first chance I've had at a one night stand and and it has not gone well you know the the reviews that I have gotten about one night stands are, have sorely misled me you know like I that the the better business bureau is going to be hearing from me at the end of this, because they, the, the, my experience with one night stands were not represented in on the, the page. When I looked at them, you know, when I heard reviews from my friends, they, they seemed awesome. It it at least seemed that the, the female usually touched your, uh, Willie, your Winky, your, your Johnson, your little smoky, if you will, you know, that's, they at least batted around a little bit and show a little bit of, uh, acknowledgement that it's that it's there especially after you've you know djed a whole show you know i i i feel like i feel like dr dre up there my my arms are tired you know i've, I've been scratching the whole show the, the they've been avoiding the police you know the, the roommates you know it's I, I've, I've really gone all out and just to get nothing in return just was was something i was not expecting so I'm laying there thinking about it. This is when her roommate, my friend, and her boyfriend, my other friend, come into the room, and uh, I have to pull my feet up, and I'm praying to God that they don't see my shoes uh, and recognize them because I had the same pair of shoes ever since they've known me, so it's very possible they would recognize them. Uh, So now I have to lay there even longer just contemplating how upset I am that, you know, I, I... just blue balls me even even further i didn't know it was possible but it's somehow it has happened uh i lay there just waiting for to hear snores or whatever i finally think i think it's three four in the morning i finally am like all right it's safe these guys are definitely asleep i sneakily Crawl down and I, I hit the ground and I, I hear some rustling from there and I just fucking grab my shoes and I just get the hell out of there, wait get all the way into the stairwell before I even put my shoes on just to make sure they don't see me, uh. Get back to my room and just go to bed and you know pass out. I I wake up the next day and I'm like you know that, that just that just really sucked you know it was, I guess it was it was nice that at least I can claim I've touched a vagina last night but that's that's about all i got you know there's wasn't much uh much else to be proud of when it comes to that that encounter um so i head into the shower uh not to do that you sickos uh i'm way too hungover to be worrying about that at this point but i'm in the shower and i'm just leaning my head against the wall I'm, i'm doing i'm doing classic you know uh sports star after losing a big game you know in the shower hands over over my forehead up against the wall and just resting my forehead against the, the cool wall as the water hits me just trying to uh come back to life from this massive hangover i have and i start rubbing my face and i slowly open my eyes as i'm rubbing my face and i notice there's oh, my fingers are dirty i'm like oh what i you know did I fucking fall down last night? I'm thinking, no. Did I, did I pick up some dirt? I'm like, D- what is I, was I throwing dirt at someone? I'm just trying to remember thing. Had my, my ache and fucking eyes are starting to, you know, focus in and put it together through the water and my hangover, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh, I look rusty around the nails. Like, what the fuck was this? Like, did I touch something rusty? No. No, I hadn't. I touched something that was in a very specific time of the month um if you will and it had gotten into my cuticles it, it was deep in there it was i'm not gonna lie they were and i and i and i i shudder to think of what they looked like before uh throughout the whole night while i was sleeping if they were you know if they looked like that still even this morning and after i'd already been showering for some bit uh i can only imagine that at some at one point it looked like i'd Stuck my fingers in a bucket of finger paint, um, but now i was just just buried in my cuticles. I've I've never scrubbed my fingers so much in my life. Like, uh, Dr. Fauci would have been proud of how how heavily I was washing my hands in the shower. Uh, I don't even know if I finished showering and everything else because I was so. F- I, I think I used up all my soap on my fingers. Um. So yeah, that was that was my first one night stand. Uh, no reciprocation of pleasure, and uh, she the bitch uh, painted my fingers, and uh, painted them bad, and uh, that one uh, that one was just to show you that even when I was getting lucky, I was not so lucky. Uh, I did I did have a couple successful one night stands, I, I guess semi successful compared to that story. They were successful. Um, one of them, I'm pretty sure, I blacked out in the middle of, of, uh, sleeping with the girl. Um, I, I, I know that we were having sex at some point. Um, I, I, I don't know if I blacked out I'm assuming I blacked out. I, I I usually don't black out even no matter how drunk I get, I usually remember bits and pieces. Um, but it, it really seems like I, I, I blacked out. I don't, I don't, and and that scared me because who knows what, what happened in the meantime? Um, and uh, I woke up and she was out in the hallway crying because she had just broken up with her boyfriend like two days before. So I think I might have been a little bit of a rebound uh, situation. Um, and I'm sure I was on my A-game uh, while, uh, while blacked out or asleep or whatever the fuck happened to me. Um, I was probably roofied. Uh, she took advantage of me, of my body, um, because why wouldn't she, uh, based on all these stories, but... Yeah, she she insisted that it wasn't it wasn't from me, but it was just because you know she she felt like you know she she crossed a line. From the boyfriend was gonna get back with her because we were kind of friends. And I was like, yeah, probably not. You know, you probably definitely burn that bridge, especially because I had a text from him uh, the next morning when I looked, and it said, "Have fun with my girlfriend." So he definitely saw us leave the bar together, um, which I think was intentional. I, I didn't really put it together at the. In the at the moment, uh, but I, I think she definitely I was I was used, used and abused. Um, but yeah, that was that was that's one of my more successful one night stand stories of the very few I have. That is considered a success in my book, uh, based on my my past experience with women and other uh, one night stands. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, that's just a glimpse into. If you ever think, hey, Ryan's a successful rich podcaster with a, you know, medium-sized dong and a car that works sometimes. How why isn't he with a girl? That's some of those stories are why. That's 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 just kind of the the luck I have when I get around females or the the luck I bring upon myself, I should say, based on my my own actions or my own oblivious obliviousness to what is what is happening. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, within the next uh, four or five days, we'll be back to back with you for a uh, a full proper episode of uh, I don't get it. Um, thank you for uh, joining me in this little experiment that I have of doing one solo and just telling some stories that Zach's heard a thousand times and probably wouldn't want to hear again anyway uh we have a lot coming up on the next episode we got some listener emails so if you emailed into the show we'll get to those next time don't think we forgot about you um yeah thanks for uh thanks for joining me and as my co-host would say end podcast